Welcome to Wake the Goddess Podcast. I'm your host, Lana Kayla. In 2018, I quit my 9 to 5, struggling to find what was my purpose and what was I going to do next. With the help of understanding the laws of manifestation and my own energetics, I have now been able to find my dream career. This has led me to coach more women on how to do the same for themselves, aligning with their purpose and healing in order to create a life they are wildly obsessed with. In this podcast, you can expect to do and learn the same. Now, without further ado, let's dive in. Record to continue. All right, I have Taylor here. I met Taylor back in 2018. Oh my gosh, that seems so long ago. I we met at a pays to be brave conference and I remember sitting next to you and you were like the most hyped person <laughs> out of everyone especially when they gave us that nasty wine I thought it was nasty it was like this, like peach wine do you remember that wine I honestly I don't remember the wine at all <laughs> that is so funny <laughs> And so ever since then, we've just been in contact. And, and so I'm very excited to have you on the Wake the Goddess podcast. Tell us a little bit about your business first. Let's start there. Oh my gosh, absolutely. What a nice change of pace too, because I feel like everyone's always like, tell me about yourself. And I never really know what to say because I'm like, where do I start? <laughs> but it's <laughs> so easy to tell you about my business. <laughs> yes. Uh, much less of a history there. Um, but so my business, um, I have a branding agency that I co-founded with my partner called Mythos Studio. So we do brand strategy and brand design for creatives and kind of like artisanal creators. So artists, um, you know, writers, poets, musicians. Uh, we actually have a client who is a film producer right now which is like she is an absolute dream (laughs) um but yeah that's that's kind of what we do so like logo design website design um already said brand strategy but yeah lights me up (laughs) yeah no and you've been doing that for quite a while correct like you've been back at pays to be brave you were doing a little bit of that right or yeah yeah so branding has always been um kind of like the thing that I've gravitated to. Um, I did graduate with a degree in graphic design. I was an art major. (laughs) Um, And I've always been very, very drawn to the arts, like from a very young age, I was like, my parents used to buy me those little white garden statues from like Michael's or wherever. And I would just paint them. I would paint rocks. I would paint shells. Um, I was constantly drawing as a kid. So um, I've always kind of been an artistic soul. Um, But yeah, I graduated with a degree in graphic design. And from there, I was like freelancing for a little bit. Um, and that's probably about where I was at in 2018. Cause that was, uh, I just graduated college. That was kind of the start of my entrepreneurial career. Um, I did, uh, have a little stint in coaching for a while and I, I do really love coaching. Um, so it's something that I might feel called back to, but, um, originally I was doing brand coaching and then that kind of, um, that's how I met my partner. Cause she was also doing brand coaching. Um, and then after a while we decided that we vibed so well that we just decided to start our agency together. Cause we both had a, a background in, uh, graphic design. And we were like, well, why don't we get back to our roots? You know, like instead of just doing strategy and coaching and just kind of talking to people about it, like, I think we should kind of walk our walk <laughs> um, and just kind of get back into the nitty gritty part of it as well. Um, yeah. But that w- that didn't happen until last year. So yeah, 20, 2018, when we were at the conference, um, I was still a little baby entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah. I hadn't even decided to become an entrepreneur yet. I, went- I remember. And I was like, I don't know what I want to do. I was going to school full time for uh, nursing or to become a nurse like that period right before I applied. And I, I talked to Sam Skelly and I cried to her. I didn't even know her the first time ever meeting her. And I was just in tears because I was like, I want to, I want to do this, but I'm terrified that I'm going to, I'm going to fuck it all up for my family. And like, I was so confident in my nursing. And so, yeah, like that was such a, that was the time that I did like fully decided that this was what I was going to do at the time though, was personal training. So <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. How far we've come. Right. <laughs> it has been like so interesting to watch your journey too. Cause we've been following each other. Like we've been like very much so 
like in, I, I don't know if I want to say like the same circle, but we've been like in each other's business <laughs> yeah. for, for a while, like since we met at the conference and to see your transformation from like being in nursing and then going from that to like, kind of like dipping your toes in, you were like posting all these like amazing transformations with like your personal training business. And now you're doing like human design and, and all this stuff. It's just like, it's watching a caterpillar become a butterfly. (laughs) (laughs) That's so sweet. Yeah. And I love human design. So with that, actually what I wanted to talk to you about was when you decided to team up with your partner, first of all, do you know what her human design type is? Yeah, it's okay. So this is super uncanny. And I know we just talked about this right before we started recording. Um, Alana asked me what my uh, human design type was. And I told her and she was like, oh, I'm also a projector. <laughs> uh, so for those of you who don't know, I'm a, a four, six, uh, splenic projector, very much so into human design. But, um, back when we were first kind of starting our partnership, um, we had been in each other's circles for a while. So we already kind of knew a little bit about each other, but when we actually started talking, um, we discovered that we both have a huge interest in like personal discovery and personal development. And we had both looked into human design. So we shared our charts together. I kid you not almost the exact same chart. It is so strange. We are like mirrors of each other, like same profile, same type, same, uh, definition, same, um, uh, splenic is our, our spleen is our authority. Um, and it's just so strange because she's, she was born. It's not even like we were born around the same time. Like she was born five years ahead of me, four years ahead of me. So it's like, it's, it's just so weird that we found each other. <laughs> yeah. And I bet like, because, you know, projectors don't have that energy, but together you guys can really fill in that space. And so it's like really great for a projector to work with someone else because yes. you're not. And then also, you know, there's that there's a podcast. I don't know if you've listened to them day Luna and they're both projectors and they're both on like the same wavelength of like taking a break from the podcast. And, mm. you know, and like, I, I think that's beautiful. And I think that's really important is that first that everyone recognizes that all design types are meant to work together yes. because we can really help each other out, but two projectors together can really make this amazing structure <laughs> together. It's too. Absolute magic. And like, we, we have like, <laughs> Like we call it, like, we literally call it magic. Um, because I feel like we are constantly on the same page. Um, it's like to the point of like, almost like finishing each other's sentences, right? It's so strange. Um, but we like in terms of our business, and it's funny that you said like, oh yeah, they're on the same wavelength of taking a break from a podcast. Um, we literally just came back yesterday. We announced, uh, that we were coming back from our sabbatical because we went through, uh, we started our business in 2021, um, early 2021. So over a year ago, took a lot of messy action. Um, like a lot, a lot. Um, it was very overwhelming at times. Uh, we had, you know, a bunch of clients, um, come through the pipeline and we learned something new or multiple new things with each new client that we had. And then by the end of 2021, we had all this data, but we were also like super burnt out from everything we were doing. We weren't um, charging enough. We weren't feeling like we were creatively expressing ourselves enough. Um, so at that point, we were like, all right, I think we need to take a break. <laughs> like this is definitely our forever thing, but we need it. So we called it sabbatical. Like we were like, we need to go kind of go find ourselves. <laughs> and like as projectors, I'm sure like if there's any other projectors that are listening to this and you can probably relate to it too, is like, our energy is so sacred because we're like a low energy type. (laughs) We're not like the energizer bunnies that, um, generators are like, we are so, um, like our energy is so, is so precious and we have to protect it. So at the point of feeling burnt out, we were like, okay, like this is actually a necessary break (laughs) because we need to better learn how to delegate our, um, our energetic resources. Um, but I think it's like what you said was so interesting about how, like when projectors come together, um, because I have struggled a lot. I actually just found out, um, the other day, um, that split definition kind of means that like you work better with like one other person, Mm -hmm. um, or like you kind of need to like talk things through with another person to kind of figure things out. Like you really shouldn't be doing things 
mostly on your own. And I was like, that is one of the most validating things. I mean, human design is probably one of the most validating things (laughs) I've ever (laughs) learned in my life. Um, but just like learning that split definition, I was like, no wonder I always feel so much clearer. And I have like so many downloads and, you know, ideas for content or designs or whatever. After I finish talking to someone, it literally just, it lights me up. Um, but I just thought that was super interesting. And I was going to say something else and I don't remember what it was. Um, so maybe it'll come back to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. And so my question is now is that, you know, you've experienced, and I think a lot of projectors, and I've had this really big pull to just work with projectors because I feel like we really need this safe space. Yes. Uh, but I might even take it a step further and say non-sacrals, no offense to sacral mm, beings, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of there's a lot of manifestation talk with sacrals. There's a lot of, uh, you know, coaching and business. I mean, even pays to be brave. It's a beautiful experience as it was. It was very generated based, right? Like there was a mm. lot of go do it. And, you know, even the host, you can tell that host has a lot of energy. And so knowing all of that from before, it's like a transition, right? So it's, to me, it's like day and night of all the content, all the courses I've ever taken. And I have a friend who I meet with once a week. And it's funny, she's a projector and we have the exact same incarnation cross. What is your incarnation cross, by the way? It is uh, the um, right angle cross of explanation. Oh, that's so cool. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. And so, but like day and night, like it's day and night. And we told me and her together, we're like, we would never hire someone else that not necessarily isn't spiritual, but just doesn't understand human design. Um, And there actually is coaches out there who are not spiritual by any means, but they understand human design because they understand it to a point of like, my energy is going to be different than your energy. So how like has that impacted you to know your human design? Oh my God. This is like my favorite question ever because (laughs) I can you tell like how giddy I am about it. (laughs) Whenever I talk about human design, like literally my answer to this question that you're asking is always what I talk about. Um, and I don't know, I mean, I can't speak for generators or many gens or manifestors or any of the energy types. Um, but I don't know if I would have taken such a huge, like, what am I trying to say? I don't know that I would have taken so much away from learning my human design type if I was a generator or a manifesting generator, because generators are like, you know, like you have to expend all of your energy by the end of the day, get a good night's sleep. And then you can like get up and do it all over again. And generators also make up about 70% of the population. So when you think about it, like society and the literal fabric that our world's is built around is created by generators and for generators for the most part, right? So I have personally, before I found human design, even when I was in elementary school, middle school, all of these things, um, I always felt different. Like I always felt like I was different than most people. Um, And, you know, that could be due to any other, you know, underlying things. Like I'm pretty sure I have ADHD. I just need to get diagnosed, Um, all that good stuff. You know, there's, there's a bunch of things that make me different, but learning my human design as a projector, like number one, non-energy type, um, like huge, right? (laughs) Because I, I might come across, like I have a lot of energy, but I really need to like chill sometimes like and I need to not expend any of it um but it, it finding out my human design almost I always say that it gave me permission to live my life in the way that I needed to live my life um because I was always trying to I felt like I was trying to keep up with the projectors or the the generators you know um And I always felt like I couldn't keep up with the generators, but lo and behold, when you look at it through the lens of human design, um, and you look at my type and also my, my body graph, I have two defined centers and that's it. (laughs) I am like almost completely undefined, um, which has also been so informative for me to kind of look at that because my whole life, I've always told myself like, oh, I'm a chameleon. Like I'm really good at just like reflecting other people. And like, I can blend in with all these different kinds of groups. And then I realized like, oh my God, like, I, I, I don't know how much of this, you know, because you've been following me for a while, but I went through this really heavy, intense 
um, period of personal development right around 2018 to 2020, I want to say, or maybe even up into 20, the end of 2020. Um, because I had this identity crisis because I was like, Oh my God, I don't know who I am. Like when I take away who I am to other people and like who I've been surrounding myself with this entire time, I literally have no idea who I am. And I don't know how to describe myself. And that kind of catapulted me into this um, self-discovery period of my life of personal development and, and all these wonderful things where I was discovering all this stuff about myself. And that's when I found human design. Um, so like, it, it was very interesting how it all worked out. But <laughs> when I found out that I was mostly undefined, like all my set, most of my centers were undefined, except for my, my splenic center. And I, I believe my root... Mm -hmm. root center I believe um I actually it's been a long time since I've looked at my body graph um but it was just so validating to know that like oh my god no wonder I haven't been protecting my energy I've literally just been giving it out to anyone that even looks my way and it was so validating to know like oh my god like I have permission to not do this like I have permission to live like a projector and not like a generator and I feel like it's opened up so many opportunities in my life. So like out of all of the, you know, like I call them like pseudosciences. So like human design, astrology, like, you know, all these things, um, even like personality tests, like the Enneagram mm -hmm. and all that stuff. I think human design has been the most transformative for me and the most kind of like, yeah, it's, it's given me the most permission to kind of like dig deeper into myself and live according to my energetic blueprint instead of like how I think society wants me to be. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And there's a few things I wanted to say is one, it would definitely be the root because I would assume is because the only other center it would really be connected with would be your G center and being a chameleon is having that open G center and we fit in it to literally any situation also I'm curious with all of that happened between that time is like that sixth line you know at the end oh of your God. 20s your Saturn return yes. it's very I feel like it's already erratic for a lot of people to have that Saturn return but on top of our sixth line we're like hauling everything back in all the crap that we developed over the last 30 years and then on top of that having that open G center and realizing it or not even realizing it because you know I didn't know human design during my Saturn return it was like oh no wonder I hit like such a dramatic change in my life and so like those are and then also you had mentioned that you guys undercharged and that would be totally open <laughs> will center uh not belling your worth and and like trying to prove yourself like I'm good come and look at me like Walmart flashing signs <laughs> mm -hmm. oh yeah all yeah. of it. And so I love that. I love everything you said, because it is true. And and then I, I also feel like human design, and you can tell me if you felt this way is like, it's more of a rediscovery, like I'm not yeah. forcing myself to be a projector. I'm not forcing, if anything, I am forcing myself to not be a generator. And that's mm. the hardest part. And so it's like more of a rediscovery and it's like coming back home, even with astrology, some of the things that astrology says, it's like, yeah, that's 100% me. Yeah. Um, you just said so many like amazing things. <laughs> so yeah, definitely have the root center defined then, um, because the, the open G center is definitely resonating with me. Um, and there's a lot of things that I don't really know about centers as well. I'm still, yeah. I, I would consider myself a novice in human design. Um, so I didn't know that about the open will center like that. Oh my God, to a T that is like resonating with me so much. Um, so when it comes to Saturn return, so I'm um, 25, I turned 26. I'm a Scorpio, by the way. Um, so I turned 26 in November. Um, and I have thought a lot about Saturn return and I've actually been feeling the sixth line a lot lately because um, I have been feeling calls to experiment. I'm like in this weird place right now with my personal brand where it used to feel so clear to me. And I used to like help people, uh, become clearer on their personal brand. And now I don't even like, I'm in this, I like to call it this beautiful phase of uncertainty because 
in the past, I haven't done well with uncertainty and I've felt um, a little like freaked out and panicky and anxious every time, you know, I'm uncertain about anything. So, which is interesting because I'm like, you know, I'm completely undefined. So my entire being is uncertain <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like you better get comfortable with it. Um, but in terms of, um, you know, my six line, I've been feeling really called to experiment lately because Um, and that's kind of how I got into branding the first place, right. Is because I was on this personal development journey and I was really called the personal branding because it's really all about defining, you know, who you are to the world. Um, and that requires, uh, a lot of discovery (laughs) and a lot of, um, deconditioning as well. I think there's a lot of deconditioning that goes into it too, especially when you find out that you are, um, of the 20% of the population and not the 70%, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so, um, it's, uh, very, very interesting how it all happened. Um, and my partner and I always say that branding is a process of, um, discovery and not creation. Cause a lot of people are like, oh yeah, you create a brand and you, you don't really, you discover it along the way. Um, and that's kind of how the most pure brands kind of like come out here. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I'm not quite at my Saturn return, but I have been experimenting a lot with what I like and, and you know, my, my life, my personal life is completely upended right now. And in the best way, like I've just, there's so much stuff going on where I have had to learn how to kind of just release control and just be like, you know what, next big thing that happens, like I'm, I'm just going to wait for it, you know, wait for the invitation. That's our strategy. So yeah. I'm just like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to go with the flow, going to protect my energy along the way. And we're just going to see what happens. And that's, it, that's also been very transformative for me to like give up control. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, going back to deconditioning, what you said about um, forcing yourself to act like a projector instead of a generator. Cause I feel like, and it, this is something that I'm also really interested in. Cause like once I have kids, because I know all this stuff, I'm like, how can I validate my kids human design? Like, because I'll have their birth chart stuff, you know? So, um, I feel like most of us are unintentionally raised as projectors or, um, as I keep saying that are un- unintentionally raised as generators. And then we have all of this conditioning, that we have to kind of sift through and decide what to keep and what to throw out once we kind of discover ourselves farther down the road. And it's a lot of work and there's a lot of layers to peel back in the onion. Um, but I'm, I'm so interested to know, like, if it's impacted kind of like, um, you know, parenting styles and stuff, because, um, I do have a friend who, um, has, uh, two foster children and she found out their designs and like, it has affected her parenting style, which is so cool. And I'm like, wow, I I wonder how it's going to affect mine one day when I have kids and I can actually take a proactive stance and raise them kind of in conjunction with their design. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, 100%. You're on point. And I always say that I'm giving them just enough trauma. to. <laughs> but it's uh, a great way know, to look at it. <laughs> my husband and my and my son and me are projectors. Um, they're oh my all God, a whole family. <laughs> but my daughter is a generator and they're all emotional authorities. Wow. Um, so I'm a mental projector. So my chart is just as open as yours. I only have two mm. centers and they're defined by a unconscious channel. So my personality is a reflector. Um, but yeah, it's been interesting. I wish I had known it sooner with my daughter. Um, but you know, we get along so much better now they are her and my husband are one three profiles so they ask a lot of questions they need to feel secure um you know i allow her to make those mistakes i also understand as a generator in a house full of projectors that she's going to want to go play outside when no one else wants to so we keep her very heavily uh during uh covid during like well it's still going on but during those shutdowns that summer you know she uh had a lot of behavioral like outburst Mm. and it was because her sacral wasn't going anywhere we were inside the house and it was summer and we live in Arizona so it was just hot (laughs) and she couldn't go anywhere on top of that and so I really 
allow her to express herself that way. And then like, when it comes to my son, it's five 30 and he's still taking a nap as a projector. And so like, you know, um, he's definitely one of those people where he'll leave the house and then come back and he has to lay down. Uh, and his profile is a five one. So my duty as a mom is going to be making sure he keeps his boundaries. Mm. And cause that five line is going to be like savior and he's going to want to save everyone. And they're going to be mm. projecting onto him all the time. And so my duty is to make sure that he keeps his boundaries and that he doesn't become anything he doesn't want to become because that can also happen. So wow. it has completely benefited us uh, for me to know and how to communicate, especially with generators, because all five types are actually conditioned to be like the other, like generators mm. are conditioned to be manifestors when they're not. And so, um, yeah, it's just crazy. It's like, well, why can't we just be who we are? Like, there's not one type that isn't conditioned and it's insane because most of us are conditioned to be like generators while generators and especially like many gens, which you had said you have a lot in your bubble. So do I, like I have tons of them yeah. everywhere. Um, it's just interesting because they're, they're told to like focus on one thing. Meanwhile, like my whole life, it's like multitasking was like a gift, you know? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And I just like, that is so beautiful. What you said about your family and how it affects your parenting style as well. Like, and I was just thinking when you're talking about your son, I was like, that is a doozy to have like a five line and be a projector because I already know from like my lived experience as a projector, I'm already giving my energy to everyone <laughs> Yeah, just because I think that's like what's expected of me. Um, and I, I do a lot of um, just like off on a tangent because I tend to do those. Yeah. Um, I feel like when I'm out in public, I will kind of like mask a little bit and I become that chameleon kind of person where, um, you know, I, I reflect other people's energy and it can be very exhausting um because I'm constantly like you know people are coming to me and I'm like yeah I like this is great but like my energy is just sapped away from me like mm -hmm. all the time um so for him to have the like for you to be teaching him boundaries at this young of an age and to know that it's something that you have to look out for like that is magical that is amazing oh yeah and it's like really funny to see like the play between him and my daughter, like he'll be calm. And then she comes home and he's just like crazy. He has more energy than her because he's feeding off of that. And, uh, you know, he also has like a defined head center, which is really rare and uh, a defined will center, which is even rarer. Wow. So he has a lot of like rarities in his chart um, as a projector. But yeah, I think it is great. And then when you do bring it into parenting, it does make a huge difference. It's because especially like the, oh, that's what I was saying is like asking my daughter those close-ended questions. Like mm. you can't just ask her, but if you tell her like, hey, like for example, for dinner, if we are like, do you want to have chicken? She's going to say yes. But if you give her a choice between chicken or a corn dog, she'll pick, like she'll be more clear on what she wants, you know? So mm. um things like that. And I kind of want to transition. I wanted to ask you about your splenic authority, because I feel like this is a little harder for people to grasp, um, because it's not very clear. And there's a lot of people that will say, like, once you get the intuitive hit, it's gone forever. And so I just wanted to know, like, what's been your experience with the splenic authority? Oh, yeah. Um, see, this is one of the most interesting parts to me about my human design chart because I honestly don't really get it either. Um, <laughs> like it's still something that I'm, that I'm trying to figure out because, um, like as a splenic projector, like your intuition is like God, like it's, and it, it's like a, um, it's not like a, like a gut feeling. It's more of like, it's, it's a head feeling. It's like you like, cause you know, generator sacral authority, it's a gut feeling that they're that like, you know, confirmation or, um, whatever, what have you. But, um, as a projector, uh, with a splenic authority, you, um, what I have noticed actually in conjunction with that is realizing that throughout my entire life, I haven't really trusted myself at all. Whereas like you think of a splenic authority, you're like, wow, like you have to trust yourself above all others. It's like your own intuition. Right. But because it's like, it's so hard being an undefined projector, 
because I'm always like looking outside for answers. You know, I'm always like grasping at the parts of me that aren't defined, which is like most of them. So it's been very interesting to me. And like awareness is always the first step, right? Like it's been very interesting to me to kind of observe that now that I know that I'm a splenic authority, um, kind of points in my life where I have had like really good intuition. Um, and I've been noticing that like, wow, like I, a lot of times will know things before they happen. I remember distinctively, I want to say it was like my 17th birthday or my 16th, but no, not my 16th birthday, probably my 17th birthday. I was in high school. Um, we went out to a nice dinner. My parents and I went out to a nice dinner and I remember driving back home and I was like, this night isn't over. (laughs) This night is not over. Something's coming. And my parents walked me into the, into the house. It was just regular. We were turning and my mom was like, Oh, I think I left something like in the like in the, in the downstairs room, do you want to go like grab it for me? And I was like, okay, yeah, weird. And then I opened it up and all my friends were there and it was like a huge surprise party, but I literally knew walking into it. I had no reason to know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like absolutely no reason to know. Nobody gave it away. Um, but I knew going into it, I was like, all my friends are here and it kind of like weird stuff like that, where I just like, I, I have this intuition and I know things are about to happen. Um, and it's kind of, um, it's been interesting because during my, um, you know, personal development and we're all like, once you find out what personal development is, I don't think you ever stop <laughs> yeah. to be honest. So, you know, I've, I've been personally developing for a while, but, um, just to kind of, um, take it from that perspective, like the human design perspective and be like, okay, well, like you're really powerful. Your intuition is super powerful you need to trust yourself more (laughs) because I remember there was, there were so many times during my journey as an entrepreneur in the very early days where I was always outsourcing my trust and my knowledge to other people. And I was like, wow, I don't know anything, you know, like super severe imposter syndrome, but I was always like, oh man, like they know so much more than I do. I should go learn from them. And then come to find out, I actually am really good at knowing things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it wasn't until after I spent like so much money and invested all of these like thousands of dollars into like a bunch of these coaches and stuff that I was like, actually, I, I came out of that just like, I, I always tell the story of like the first coach that I hired, um, who is definitely a generator or a manager, like 100%. Um, because we did not mesh at all. Like the strategies that he was giving me, it was like message a hundred people a week and, and <laughs> yeah, cold message a hundred people a week and, and do this and do that. And I was like, why? Like, this is so much. And like, it's the definition of like giving out your energy before you're being invited to. So it's like, it's, uh, it was like such a mess. And I came out of that coast, that coaching contract, um, having this renewed trust in myself because I signed my first high ticket client during that, um, period that I was, um, being coached by him. And it was because I stopped trying to do everything that he was telling me to do. I trusted myself and I did things my own way. Um, sort of more of like an attractive uh, attraction marketing type thing. And within like a week, I signed my first client and I, (laughs) and I was like, oh my God, this, like I spent so much money because I thought I had so much to learn from this guy. When in reality, all that money was spent so I could figure out how to trust myself. Either way, it was a great investment. Like silver lining, that's why I'm going to look at it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I I tend to be an optimist. Um, But it, like I really don't think there are any bad investments because every single investment I've made that might be considered by other people to be a bad investment. Maybe I didn't learn everything that I thought I was going to learn. Maybe I didn't come out quite as far along as I wanted to be, but every single time I've learned more about myself and I've learned more about how to trust myself and kind of trust those intuitive hits. Um, and just know that I'm, I'm really good at common sense. (laughs) That's kind of like (laughs) what I call it. Yeah. (laughs) It's just, you know, and that can be hard because it's very elusive, uh, having that, that spleen. It's like, what what is the actual intuition and what does it feel like and discerning between your head because we can make a lot of head decisions right yeah 
And so I think that's really important to be able to decipher. And so what would you say is the best investment you've made in your business since learning that you're a projector? Hmm. You know, I feel like nothing really sticks out as me. Uh, nothing really sticks out at me um, as being like, wow, like immediately this. Yeah. You know, I think um, probably uh, we we have a project manager um, at Mythos. And I think she's probably the best investment that like we've ever made. <laughs> Because it is so helpful um, because projectors, I, you know, we're, again, we're not energy types. We're meant to delegate to the energy types more or less, you know? So um, it's like, we have this vast amount of guiding power where like, we're, we're supposed to be like really kind of like big picture stuff, you know, we're not supposed to be caught up in the details and kind of like spending all of our energy ironing things out. Like we're supposed Mm -hmm. to be like, um, coaching and guiding other people in the best delegation of their resources. Um, we're not supposed to bring the resources to the table. We're supposed to tell you how to use them. <laughs> so, yeah. um, being, uh, you know, an entrepreneur as a projector, and I'm sure you can relate to this. It's just very interesting because being an entrepreneur requires a lot of energy and a <laughs> lot of different hats to be worn. And like, while we are really good at multitasking, right? Like we're really good at holding space for a bunch of different things at once. It's, also like it is such a relief to be able to delegate stuff to somebody else um while we have to focus on like the bigger priority things or the things yeah. that really as founders only we can focus on we can't really delegate to anyone else and we get so bogged down by like the mundane things of like making sure like all the tasks are uploaded into ClickUp and and making sure you know like the little day-to-day things are done like once we finish the day-to-day things like we're done and we can't work on like the really big like founder like uh, like c-level stuff um that goes on in our business that has to go on in our business in order for us to make plans and continue to scale and continue to serve our clients at our highest capacity so i i'm gonna say like hiring help um, probably has been the best investment ever because when, you know, whenever I think about investing in coaches or anything, again, I feel like I've always known better yeah. <laughs> than the coaches that I've invested in, which is like such a terrible thing to say. But like, I, again, like my biggest takeaways from investing in coaches is to just trust myself more because I already know what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. And for sure. And like, that's how you honor your uh, authority and that's beautiful mm-hmm. and you know and when I feel the same way I invested in a program last year and then I got completely annoyed with it I was like I almost did better <laughs> all by myself yes um but I do really well because of my mental projectorness I do really well with uh one-on-one coaching because being able to talk it out I have to talk things out and I have to hear mm-hmm. it and so um also it's that it's a funny feeling when someone suggests something to you and you're like no I don't want to do that and it's like oh well then that's like it gives me the right direction to kind of lean into you know um you said you were into astrology so I have to ask what are your big three what's your sun moon and rising Oh my God. Yes. Okay. So I am a Scorpio sun. November 19th is my birthday. If anyone wants to send cash or presents, I'm totally kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Totally, totally kidding. Um, I love being a Scorpio. Um, my rising sign is Aries and my moon is in Pisces. Oh, wow. A little spicy intuitiveness there. Oh yeah. I'm like super water sign with a little, little fire sign mixed in. So super, super feisty, super emotional all the time. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. No, my, uh, my niece is a Scorpio sun and a cancer moon and a Sagittarius. No, no, she's the double Scorpio. So she has a Scorpio rising, a Scorpio sun and a cancer moon. And I was like, no wonder you're, and she's an emotional projector. And I was like, no wonder you're, no, (laughs) it's so interesting how they connect like that too. Oh yeah. And then that's also my favorite part about human design is like, it takes like, so I have six 
planets in Capricorn. I am a Capricorn oh stellum. Gosh. I'm more Capricorn than I probably am Aquarian. And in human design though, like it gets down to that gate of it. So like, not only am I a Capricorn, but it tells me how am I a Capricorn in this, in this planet. And so like, that's the other part of human design. I like, I'm obsessed with is like knowing, for example, like gate 49 is Aquarian. Um, and that's my son. But now I understand like why I reject people and why I'm such a rebellion. And it, I mean, even the key word to gate 49 and gene keys is, you know, revolution. And it's like, oh my gosh, like, so not only am I an Aquarius, now it's like these depths of Aquarian that I am. Um, that is all- so interesting. And I like, didn't even know that there were aspects of kind of astrology and human design and like it kind of shows you like the interconnections between them I want to learn more about that I think I have my homework like cut out for me like (laughs) definitely want to learn more about that not that the listeners can see but we're having fun right now so I'm going to show you my chart really quick yes Um, so you can see what I'm talking about really quick I'm I it was funny because while you were talking I literally pulled up um my co-star because I wanted to see like what uh signs I have in different houses. Um, I'm actually very well-rounded. Um, and it looks like I have my sun, Pluto and Mercury in my eighth house and my Jupiter, Neptune and Uranus in my 10th house. And then everything else is just like regular houses, but like, aren't the houses kind of like, um, almost like definitions in human design? Uh, I don't see them. I mean, so this is where it ties in all together. If you're looking. Yeah. So this is mine. So cool. And then, so let me zoom in up just a tad, um, if I can, I don't know how to do this. Oh, there we go. So <laughs> this is what I'm talking about right here. Sorry. So you see, for example, gate 49, where are you right here is my North, uh, my South, no, my North node and my son. And it has it right here. And it's like in Aquarius and it even gets into like the depth about it. And then it's like, this is gate 49 for me is because it's coming from the solar plexus it is very much about me like cutting people off too prematurely emotionally Mm. um having that fear of rejection and not coming out very much or you know like coming into business it was easy to start to see like where I'm fearful of being myself because I'm afraid of being rejected it's very much a tribal gate as well for me yeah so like if you hurt someone I love, I'm very quick to like, just be done with you. Like there's no going back. (laughs) And then, yeah. And so that's like the other cool part about human design is like, it, it gets into like, yeah, you're, you have an Aquarius sun, but what does that mean? You know? And then like, for me, the Virgo moon, it's like, well, what does that mean? And so it's like, yeah, I love that self care, but I really value intimacy and creating a safe space for people. Mm. and that's how I nurture myself so yeah it's like I think there's just so many layers and I love that you're an Aries uh moon because that's I don't know I find Aries like very fun and very like because they're the head of the astrological calendar yeah number one (laughs) (laughs) exactly and how has just really quick before we tie this up how has your astrology tied into your business Oh, you know what? I haven't really thought uh, much about how my astrology ties into my business. I've always kind of seen astrology as more um, kind of connected to my personal life um, because I've always been really interested in like interpersonal relationships and behavior. And, um, you know, I've known about astrology for a longer time than I've known about human design. And it's generally like more accepted by people and everyone knows their sign, right? Like you say, oh, what's your sign? Everyone's going to give you their sun sign. Um, People who are a little deeper into it will give you their big three, which is great. Um, And I, you always learn so much about people um, by learning their kind of like astrological signs. Um, And they're usually more forthcoming with that information than if you were to be like, what's your human design? And they're going to look at you like you have three heads. (laughs) Because they're like, well, what the heck is that? I know. <laughs> um, but it's so funny because um, I, you know, I, I think I take astrology with more of a grain of salt than I take human design. Not, I think, you know, I believe in, in both for sure, but I think I believe 
it's like my belief in human design is stronger because it's affected me more personally. Um, because I've always thought of astrology as just kind of like, um, you know, they're both guides in a way, human design and astrology, like guiding for like how you should live with your, live your life. But I think, um, astrology for me has always been more about like your personality, whereas human design has been all about energy. Um, and I feel like I'm, I'm more in tune with my energy than I am with like my personality. My personality is going to be whatever it's going to be. Mm -hmm. Um, but I can actually like take steps to protect my energy or like, uh, I don't want to say manipulate my energy because that kind of has like a negative feel to me, but like, yeah. <laughs> you know, or like I can, I can kind of take control in that way. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, astrology for personal relationships, for sure. Um, my boyfriend is a Taurus um and Scorpio Taurus I've heard like so many interesting things about the pairing um my one of my old friends had a book called the only astrology book you'll ever need um it's this huge huge like hardcover <laughs> book it has all the compatibilities and it. it has like you could look up anything in it and it's it's truly probably one of the only books you'll ever need for astrology um not now that we have the internet but <laughs> back then um, but it had Scorpio Taurus listed as like out of 144 possible combination. It, it had it listed as the worst one. <laughs> I can I think I, it's so funny. Um, I can kind of see that though. Uh, yeah. I'm a Taurus, I'm a Taurus rising and my husband is a Scorpio moon, um, and a cancer sun. And so like, I can see that I'm really bullheaded and stubborn and I'm very down to earth at the same time. And he's very wrapped up in, in like, he can be emotional, not in like a, a crying way, but like he can definitely passionate. have a lot more passionate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like a lot more passion than, than me. And so it, it's very interesting. I could see that not working out, but it, I mean, 14 years, we're, we're still good. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that was so funny because, uh, my boyfriend and I have been together for eight years. So it's like, you know, <laughs> take, take this stuff with a grain of salt because like we're doing great, but you can definitely see, um, how the personalities kind of manifest themselves within us because I'm definitely the more spiritual one, you know, like I'm the, I'm the passionate one on the emotional one. Um, I'm just like, so in tune with that kind of stuff. And he's definitely like very logical, uh, again, very bullheaded and stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, but like in a good way, you know, like he sticks to his guns. He's very loyal. He's very, um, reliable. And, uh, for me, it's, it's like, he's the grounded one, you know, like earth sign, like just, you know, down to earth and, and me, I'm like, you know, I'm flowy. I'm like up in the clouds and like, he, he grounds me in a really good way. And I encourage him to kind of get out there a lot more. Um, so I think, you know, opposites attract, you yeah. know, <laughs> um, and, it's funny because I, um, I met someone a few months ago and, and he asked me what my, cause I said that I was into astrology and he asked me what my signs were. And then I asked him what his signs were and he was like, oh yeah, I'm an Aquarius and blah, blah. And I was like, oh, Aquarius. I don't get along well with Aquarius. <laughs> yeah, I'm an Aquarius. <laughs> no, I know it's a total, it's a total lie. Like I do like now that I have found emotionally mature Aquarius, yeah. you know, all of my bad, um, uh, kind of situations and like relationships with Aquarius have been like in my past, like high school and stuff. I still hold on to those scars though. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like now that I, you know, like now, and I'm sure like there's a lot of stuff to be said about unevolved Scorpios as well. Like <laughs> scary. <laughs> So like now that I know kind of like evolved Aquariuses, um, it's just like, it, uh, they're some of my favorites, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Um, air signs are wild, man. <laughs> I'm trying to think because I have such that Capricorn stuff. Like, again, I have six planets. I think I have three different planets. That's it. Um, mm -hmm. Four, maybe. But I don't know. No, I think I have three. I don't know. And that's it. Like that's that's it. I'm just more Capricorn than anything else. The way I love. I mean, Venus, Mercury, Mars, mm. like all of the the home bases are there. And so that's actually I'm, very interesting to me because I attract Capricorns like nobody's business. Like most of my friend group 
is Capricorns. <laughs> like, yeah. My, my partner, um, is a Capricorn. Um, my dad's a Capricorn. <laughs> like my bet, <laughs> my best friend from childhood is a Capricorn. Um, I get, I get along very well with Capricorns. <laughs> yeah. We're just hanging out. And then I can relate to a lot of like those Capricorn memes. Sometimes I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, that's me. And then I see, you know, an Aquarian one about being a rebel or just not given a fuck or anything I'm like oh yeah that's me too like I, I can see both um before we tie up is there anything you what's the name of your podcast first and foremost so we can get that and people to come and find you and your energy with your partner yeah absolutely so our podcast is on a bit of a break right now I think we are going to be relaunching it can't mm-hmm. promise it's going to be the same name though <laughs> because <laughs> the the whole thing that happened with our business before we decided to go on sabbatical was we were you know, when we first entered into business with each other, we, um, were under a different name. Um, she already had an established business. So I just kind of like came on as like a co-founder with that. And that's how we were running our business first. And then once we took a step back, it was always the plan to kind of found our, our, our own thing and have kind of like a joint name. And that's where Mythos came from. And Mythos was always our, our plan. Um, we actually came up with that name very early on in our partnership. We were like, it's going to happen one day. And then, um, I don't know, we felt the invitation or something Um, (laughs) in like uh, December of last year. And we were like, this is mythos, like this is how it ties in. So uh, our our podcast was originally called um, The Sisters of the Moon and Sun. And we didn't really have a direction about it. It was mostly uh, just kind of us talking about personal development and creativity and uh, self-discovery and all that stuff. Um, And we have since let our subscription run out. So I think our episodes actually got deleted. I still have the recordings, so I'll probably re-release them eventually. But um, now that we're headed in a new direction, we we rebranded our studio. We have a new target audience. We have new marketing and messaging and all this stuff. Um, I have to say that um, our podcast is also probably going to be changing yeah. names and changing target audiences as well. Um, so not sure what the name's going to be. Uh, it might change. It might not. Sisters of the Moon and Sun. The SMS pod is what it was called, is what it was on Instagram. Um, but our business name is Mythus, M-Y-T-H-U-S. Um, and you, if you look up the definition, it's super cool. It's what we're all about. It's like commu- it's community through arts. Um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Um, we are mythos on, on Instagram. So there's going to be a lot of changes happening over there on Instagram, actually. <laughs> All right. I'll be sure to, I'll get that link from you and link it in our show notes. I appreciate you so much for coming on to the podcast today. It was so much fun talking all things and yeah, we'll talk to you guys next time.